welcome to the uh, new Compass seminar series that's been convened by the Compass Cluster on uh, Citizenship and Belonging and takes as its uh, title a chrysalis for every kind of criminal mobility, crime and citizenship. So we're interested in this seminar series in exploring the relation between immigration and crime. And uh, so I wanted to take just uh, the first five minutes really to kind of lay out some of the thinking behind the seminar series because in some ways I think this is seen as quite provocative uh, because um, obviously at a time when um, migrants are being kind of viewed ever more as a problematic group um, who are kind of taking human rights and giving nothing back uh, and are indeed increasingly being associated with criminals it perhaps um, seems a bit too close to the bone to be um, kind of consciously looking at, well, what, uh, what are the overlaps? What can we learn from uh, looking at migration, mobility and crime through the same lens? But we are keen to do that. And we're keen to do that firstly within the, spa within the academic space, within the space of academia, which is different from the kind of tabloid hysteria, which generally associates migration, and associates migration and crime. So we have some space within academia where we can do that. But we would also like this um, debate maybe to get out uh, outside of academia. So you probably know there's a Facebook discussion which we'd encourage everyone to participate in. There's going to be a panel and workshop discussion at the end of the seminar series and uh, most of the series, including this one, will be podcast. So for people who aren't <coughs> able to attend, you will be able to um, hear it. So a lot of people have actually said to me that this um, is making them squirm. The fact that we're doing this seminar series makes them squirm. And as I say, I think that I can understand where some of this is coming from uh, because there is this sense among the general public or as opinions as reflected in tabloid newspapers that migrants are more likely to commit crime and we have also seen an increasing criminalisation of immigration offences. Um, but I think it's useful to view that criminalisation of immigration offences more generally within the increasing criminalisation of various modes of conduct. So actually there's an increase in crime in general, and therefore in criminals more generally, as well as um, immigration. And I think also that some of the squirming comes about because there's this idea that actually immigrants and migrants are really nice guys and criminals are bad guys. And so, you know, we don't want to be associated with the bad guys because actually migrants are really nice. And I think that is a problem. I think that we need to be not, um, not thinking that, you know, there's migrants and then there's these kind of homegrown criminals who are thugs and thoroughly nasty people that migrants shouldn't be associated with. Because I think that this aversion can really mean that we miss important insights into how immigration fits into liberal democratic states management of populations more generally. And I just want to talk about a few points of similarity to kind of start us off whilst kind of, as I say, acknowledging the risks. So firstly, there's a long history of association between mobility and criminality. In England, 1349, ordinance of labourers, bag of bondage was made a crime. 
if you were a masterless man, if you were a serf who was leaving their master in search of higher wages, that not only could the master be fined for paying you higher wages, but also the serf would be um, found to be a vagabond and could be made to work for whatever master decided to pick them up. There's been an attempt to control lab labor mobility and associate it with social disorder, because of course, in, in those times, if you were a masterless man, that meant you had no position. You were a threat to the social order simply by being a masterless man. So in this way, vagabondage was a crime of status in much the same way, I think, today as immigration can become a crime of status. And I think you can see also some overlaps with this and the position of Roma people. So that's one similarity. There's a historical continuity. Secondly, we have to recognise that both immigration and criminal are important administrative categories for states. And the law is an important way in which those categories are made. But also, so is the social imagination. So there's a kind of, these categories are made by the social imagination and by the law. And the relation between the two is very complicated. But more than this, states can exercise significant degrees of coercion against both criminals and migrants. And actually, that's considered to be legitimate. And we need to recognize that in the same way as David Goldberg has argued, the letter of the law may be raceless, its outcomes are not raceless. And this isn't simply a question of the implementation by individual bureaucrats, but is to do with the nature of the law itself. So we need to unpick the ways in which these categories of immigrant and criminal are racialized and gendered. But I think we also have to think about how they are associated with another category, a kind of hidden way that is much less articulated, which is that both migrants and criminals are associated with the category of the poor, the underclass. And so this poor, the poor are imagined as basically a kind of underclass whose criminalization, whose criminal tendencies, their marginalization are hereditary, either because of their kind of poor culture or more strongly because of some sort of genetic question. So there is a kind of uh, overlap in this way. And then finally, I think some of the anxiety about linking crime and immigration and some of the tabloid appeal of the link is that both immigrants <coughs> and criminals set the boundaries of the community of value, the good citizen. The community of value which draws not just on the idea of the formal citizen, the member of the state, but the member of the nation who has certain kinds of values, who shares certain ideals and so on. And that's kind of defined from outside by the immigrant, the external other, but also the boundaries of the community of value are set internally by this idea of the criminal. There are also other people who set it, like benefit scroungers and single mothers, and that, but, but it's set internally by, and, and externally. And citizens are held to need protection from both the citizen, from both the, from both the outside threat of the migrant and the inside threat of the criminal. And increasingly, we're being told that the state is not just going to um, protect the citizens from this, but actually they're going to give us the tools and responsibilities to protect ourselves. So in David Cameron's recent speech, you know, we've got to shop any uh, suspected illegal immigrants. That's kind of part of the deal of being a good citizen. 
So in a way, I think that also helps us understand why migrants and those who support migrants' rights are so eager to distance themselves from the criminal. Because the idea that you know, you've, you've managed to kind of get in and now you're being kind of um, associated with the internal other is, um, is a problem. And I think you can see that kind of most clearly with the whole, uh, I won't use the word debate, but the whole kind of image of the foreign national prisoner who is the kind of ultimate outcast. So the foreign national prisoner and the so-called illegal immigrant, those are both categories where the immigrant and the criminal collide and are kind of really beyond the pale. And if you come from outside, if you've managed to come from outside and you're kind of your hold on citizenship, on membership of the community of value is very, is very fragile, then it's understandable that you want to be able to hold on to it. And you must therefore differentiate yourself. The migrant must differentiate themselves from the so-called illegal migrant, but also from the criminal, also from the benefit scrounger, and so on. So um, I think that's kind of part, part of the reason for sort of the anxiety um, around associating the two. But I hope that we are going to be able to look at the two together because I think politically it's very important. I think politically to use some of the insights <coughs> from um, other disciplines and from those who've studied uh, criminal justice, the process of the law and so on, uh, really offers us important insights um, if we're interested in immigration. And we've got some really great speakers, historians, sociologists, criminologists, uh, lawyers, uh, you know, we've got some really interesting people coming. So I hope that um, I hope that you're all going to be able to come. And like I say, we're having this panel discussion on the Facebook. Thank you.